Hi, my name is Thais Gibson and I'm the co-owner and creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video and in this video I want to talk to you a little bit about why fearful avoidance often crave novelty so much. So this is a question I had asked from inside of the Personal Development School in our members lounge um, and I really wanted to dive into this because this is definitely a pattern I've observed. There are fearful avoidance who can be very security driven but they sort of will go through these patterns, even these FAs will go through these patterns where they're security driven, but then they like suddenly have this like spurt of like wanting to move, wanting to change jobs, wanting to go in a different direction. And so they can even be like very organized, security driven, and then have these sort of bursts of craving novelty, but around fairly large things. So I'm going to dive into like what this means, where it comes from all this stuff. Um, we do have a promotion going on for anything that's going to happen in the next few months. I know it's going to be a tough time for people and I've already had a lot of people reaching out just sharing about like mental health and the impact of isolation and if things start closing down again and the concerns. So we're doing as much as we can to support everybody. We are offering scholarships again. Um, so you can reach out to my team at Info Personal Development School if that's helpful for you. Um, and you can use the coupon code with you all one word. It's 25% off membership bundles. So for three months, six months, 12 months, all that stuff um, and for single course purchases. So you can check that out. I'll put a link in the description box below and a tag on this video. So one of the first things you wanna know is that um, we have six basic human needs and this is according to the work of Tony Robbins, but I've done a really deep dive into like what's beyond this and this, this is, you know, we have sort of like these six basic human needs. I have a whole video on this, but um, then we have these personality needs, which are our positive associations we build into ways of getting these six basic human needs met. Um, you can check out my other video about how to meet our own needs. It really dives into this in a lot of detail. Um, and then we have these like tertiary needs. So for example, one of your six basic human needs could be love and connection. Maybe the most positive ways that you found to meet love and connection were through having a really great family life growing up. And maybe you didn't get along well with other kids or friends, you know, quite as much. So you really relied on your family and then your personality need because you have so many more positive associations to family versus peers, social connection kind of thing. You might identify yourself as a family man and really value family and can't wait to get settled down and start a family. And you get a lot of your love and connection needs met through the medium of family. And then from a tertiary perspective, you might want to feel seen and heard by your family. You might want to feel like there's vulnerability with your family. You might want to have long conversations with your family. So we have these like moment to moment ways we bond to get our personality need met to then get one of our six basic human needs met. So anyways, two of our other needs, um, and I talk about this fairly often on the channel, but um, two of our other needs that are very important to us, besides love and connection, we do have six, but two other ones are um, uncertainty, AKA novelty, adventure, these sorts of things, exploration, and then certainty. And so we have all of these needs. We have them placed in like a specific hierarchy as each individual based on the positive experiences we had with our needs growing up. So where we built in the most positive versus negative associations too. So for example, if you grew up and love and connection felt painful because maybe there was lots of fighting or anger and people weren't loving in a healthy way to you or to others, um, then you probably 
have like not very many positive associations to love and connection and, and want to push it away. You can also hunger for love and connection if you had positive experiences around it, but it was inconsistent because when we have a positive association to something, but then we perceive that we're lacking it. And so then we're really going to work. Our subconscious is going to be really interested in compensating for that and building that up and filling that bucket and getting love and connection met. So we have this really like interesting experience at a subconscious level for what sort of creates or drives the needs hierarchy in our personal lives. Now, for fearful avoidance, um, usually they felt growing up in some form like they, they were trapped by some kind of circumstances in childhood. So this could be because they felt trapped caretaking for parents at a very young age and that made them feel like sort of confined and consumed and like they were carrying a burden that was too big for them. It could be that they had really controlling um, parents or a really controlling environments, even like in school, maybe you felt really controlled, things like that. And so that can create this, this lack of feeling like you have novelty and freedom and exploration and all these different things. Um, and it could also just be that there was, you know, drugs or alcohol or things in the home that were, you know, really painful and you just tra felt trapped, helpless, powerless in your home to a certain degree um, or in different seasons or chapters of your life. And remember, like you can become fearful, avoid and have these experiences through a long relationship in your adult life, maybe a 10 year relationship in your adult life. And they can have the same impact because it's the repetition and emotion over time that creates these programs, right? Because we're always being programmed or reprogrammed or deprogrammed throughout the course of our lives, though childhood is the most impactful. Um, so, so what often happens is because our brain wants to equilibrate, it wants to fill the cup of perceived lack, um, what happens is our subconscious will be like, okay, feeling trapped and, and confined does not feel good. And usually when fearful ones get a taste of freedom, they feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many positive associations here. So feelings of being trapped feel negative and the brain is wired to avoid pain. Feelings of freedom or exploration or novelty usually bring pleasure. And so we have our brain super designed um, to want to go into new experiences, things like that. And on another level, sometimes the subconscious mind also um, associates new experiences with relief or distraction or escape from the perceived you know, pains of, of the home life or whatever it is that would have created painful dynamics for the FA to begin with. And so these are going to be really big drivers for why FAs crave novelty. And what I often see is that fearful avoidance tend to be big explorers. Um, they can be like really focused on control, like wanting to control themselves and have control and be empowered and be, um, you know, controlling of their environment and not really controlling of others, though that can happen. But I would say much, much more like 90% fearful avoidance are really interested in controlling themselves, how they feel, their lives you know, all different seven areas, they usually, you know, tend to have a lot of wanting to feel in control there. And usually, again, it's because they're trying to equilibrate for feeling out of control at different places in life. So we have all of these built-in associations that are driving this need for novelty. And sometimes we'll see FAs, um, again, like I sort of mentioned, like moving around a lot, moving jobs often, trying new things, wanting to travel a lot, being explorers, wanting just like to, just sort of hungering for different types of experiences. Now, at the same time, um, there's, there also, there's also a part of us that is driven to recreate our subconscious comfort zone. Okay, so it's this really interesting set of competing programs that's happening at the subconscious level, level for a lot of FAs, where 
because the subconscious mind wants safety and familiarity, because even if we went through pain and chaos and these not so great experiences, maybe, you know, at some point in early life, if the subconscious mind is looking at it and if it had a voice to speak, it's basically going to go, that wasn't emotionally fun, but it was obviously safe because we survived. So let's keep working to recreate that. So we have these like interesting competing programs where the FA craves novelty, wants the freedom, wants to explore. And then sometimes at the same time, you know, there's these subconscious associations that life is chaos, right? And so sometimes fearful avoidance will keep these chaotic patterns of the way they live or the things that are happening or the drama in their life. Sometimes they are either interested in people who bring that flavor of, of drama to life. Sometimes they um, will accidentally self-sabotage things so it can create this, this a bit of a roller coaster and triple winds will be like, oh my gosh, why am I caught on this roller coaster? And you have to remember like, at a conscious level, we can say all the things in the world, like we don't want drama, we don't want all these different things, but at a subconscious level, this, your subconscious is processing a billion bits per second of data compared to 40 to 60 bits per second at a conscious level. Your subconscious is responsible for 95 to 97% of your thoughts, feelings, decisions, behaviors, emotions, and your conscious three to 5%. So we say these things, but usually there's a set of programs that's driving us in a different direction. So you, you might go, I just want peace and calm, but until you program peace and calm into yourself and make that a new normal, until you equilibrate these stored associations and you learn to have novelty in like a controlled, safe way, sometimes novelty is amazing. Sometimes like you can be, your highest need can be for novelty and you can still have like a really secure, fantastic life. Like novelty isn't bad. It's when we like prioritize novelty and we don't think things through or we don't take the time to like have balance around it or things like that, that it can be, um, it can make things more difficult than they need to be at times. But really more than anything else, it's the subconscious associations to chaos being a norm that can be most destructive for the fearful avoided, not really like the novelty drive, because sometimes that makes people great entrepreneurs. It makes them great at trying new things. It makes them see the world. It makes them have all these new experiences. And so it can really be an enriching factor in life. So I really just want you to see separately there, the two different sets of programs that can be in competition with one another. But at the same time, um, it's really going to be the subconscious associations and drive towards maintaining some form of chaos because it feels comfortable and familiar that's problematic. The craving for novelty and the need for new experiences is something separate, though they might seem like they have parts of them that can be intertwined. So, um, so basically, what I want you to recognize here is which one are you? Like, do you have both of those things? Do you have one of them that's really strong, one of them that's not so strong? Are either of these things out of balance? Do you find yourself returning to a space where you've got this like subconscious chaos happening and you're like, why do I keep returning to these patterns and this way of being? And if that's the case, then what you really have to start doing is prioritizing peace and calm in your life. And you also want to have like a whole bunch of subconscious strategies you can put together for literally how to support yourself in programming peace into your subconscious and nervous system until that becomes the new way you think, act, feel, and make decisions on behalf of. Then this requires a lot of repetition plus emotion. I have some reprogramming videos on the channel that go way further into this. And obviously inside of the school, when we talk about reprogramming your attachment style for fearful avoidance, this is a big focus. So just to give you some overall steps, what I would say at a very high level, 
is write out all the places that you find chaos happening. And then next to them, write what you would like to see there instead. And then in like a third column, you can write strategies to get this and get what I want to see instead. So for example, if you're like, I always find myself, um, self-sabotaging job security. Like maybe I like a job, but then I get bored and I change jobs before I have enough money saved to do so because I just feel like ah, I need to get out of here. And then maybe you find yourself in these like huge patterns of stress for a while and then you finally find a new job and you can breathe again, but this is like a repeating cycle. So what you would do is you would highlight, okay, where do I find chaos? Okay, right here with, with jobs and changing jobs. Okay, what would I like to see instead? Well, I'd like to always have at least $5,000 of savings before I ever just change jobs. So I'm not like panicking. And so, and maybe I have an exit strategy and maybe I interview with people for new positions before I leave my current position. Like then you put these things in here. Okay. And then you put, what are my strategies to save $5,000? Okay. Maybe I start drinking two less coffees from Starbucks a week and I put those things away. You know, then my next thing could be, what are my strategies to, um, you know, start interviewing with new positions. Okay, maybe I hire a headhunter or somebody who's, who works on a commission basis to help me get a new job. These things. So you're putting these columns together and then at a third level, so you can do that as like an, an organizing space so that you have clarity there. And then a really good thing is to start every day or, or evening because um, you're super suggestible in the morning and evening by literally trying to have strategies to support yourself in, in experiencing peace. Where am I at peace in my environment right now? Where am I calm? Where do I have safety? Where do I have certainty? And try to program yourself into feeling like this is normal. And the more you see it and feel it, the more it will get ingrained and it'll actually start to replace old programs of feeling like chaos is normal. So I hope this all makes sense. There's so much more to say about this, honestly, but I just thought that was a really important topic to address because it's a question I get a lot. So I hope this is helpful for you. Let me know if you have any other questions in the comments below and thank you for being here. Please like, share, and subscribe. If you get a lot of value from being here, I would really appreciate it and I will see you in the next video.